So normally I'd invite John up to preach or Rachel or Brandon, but this morning I'm going to preach. So <laughs> surprise. Uh, God uh, has been putting this on my heart to do for a while. And so, so we're going to do it this morning. This is my morning. Um, we are going to keep the kids in service with us because it's a 4th of July family service. So they're going to stay in here. They have a word search and a coloring sheet to do. And if they complete it, they get Bible bucks. So kids, we think sometimes it's important for kids to see what happens in the adult service. Am I right? Because when they get to adults, we don't want them to be surprised. So here's what happens, guys. I'm going to stand up here and give a message. All right. And you have a word search that contains all of the words of the Bible verse I'm using. And you have a coloring page that's also related to the Bible verse I'm using. So it's all related. Yes, it's the exact one. You got it. <clears throat> so let's get right to it. I'm uh, doing a passage from Colossians. It's chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. I recently had a chance to do this message uh, at a wedding. And so I thought, what better way to do a message, a real quick message for you this morning than to just grab that. Right there. It's already done. Done. Uh, my message this morning will be about 10 minutes long. Maybe 15. Yes, because we want to eat, right? Right. Amen. Also, this was going to be an outdoor service, and if it was hot, I didn't want you guys to sit there sweating, and I also did not want to sweat through my clothes. That's gross. So... That's where we're. Well, that's what we're aiming for this morning. Um, all right, so let's start. We're going to get right to it. Uh, Colossians three verses twelve through fourteen. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. So let's just give a little bit of background here. Paul is writing this letter to the church at Colossae. What's up with Colossae? Okay, let me tell you. It was a melting pot of religious, cultural, traditional, all sorts of differences, okay? It was a church that was full of diversity and people from different backgrounds and people from different religions previously, who had converted to Christianity, and they were just all very different, and, and Paul knew that that was going to maybe cause some conflict, okay? So Paul writes to a diverse church, so let's just start with that. Isn't it good to hear that you can be part of a church where you don't agree with everybody, and you don't look like everybody else? Praise him, right? Okay. All right, so this is Paul's letter to that church that just looks a little different, all right? All right, so I'm going to read this one more time, and let's just think about the diversity of the people and the potential conflict that could arise and what Paul is saying to them. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues. Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So if you've been part of community at all, ever, in your life, 
family, church, workplace, neighborhood, whatever it is, you already know that this is a high charge, okay? This is not easy. It's not something that's just you can easily do, okay? It's easy to clothe yourself with all of these great virtues and all this love when everything's going your way or when everyone around you is also clothing themselves in those virtues or that love, right? But when a wrench gets thrown into your plans or when something doesn't go your way, or when somebody else's desires or humanity or need trumps your own desires or humanity or need, it's a lot harder to walk this out. So maybe you start out fully clothed in the morning with all of these virtues and all of this love, ready to start your day, like, Lord, I'm ready. I got on my kindness, got on my compassion, all of that stuff. But maybe your roommate or your dad or your spouse forgets to buy the milk that they were supposed to buy earlier this week. And so now you can't eat your favorite Cheerios, okay? So you might take off your kindness and compassion. And then your boss at work calls you in a meeting that's totally useless and pointless and uses all of the time that you had saved for your projects for the day. And then you very quickly take off your gentleness and humility. And then your friend or your spouse shows up an hour late for your dinner plans and you throw your patience out the window. So now you can see where this is going to end up. At the end of the day, either you're naked, bad option, or you're clothed with all of the wrong things because you chose a different wardrobe than what God had picked out for you. Okay? So let's just think about what that might look like. What would it look like to be clothed with all of the opposite things? And I want you to think about your relationships here. Your marriages, your friendships, your family, your neighborhood, your coworkers. What would it like to be clothed with indifference, hostility, self-importance, defensiveness, criticism, maybe contempt, unforgiveness, okay? It's easy to put on that wardrobe sometimes, isn't it, in our own humanity? But because we're God's chosen people, and he's laid out a different wardrobe for us, we get a choice in what we put on. And it's in those times where you're going through the struggle that somebody's going to have to choose to go first in your relationships. And a lot of the time, it's probably going to have to be you. Sad to say it, guys. (laughs) Someone's going to have to choose to say, I'll go first. I'm going to put on my kindness pants first. I'm going to put on my patience shirt first. I'm going to put on my compassion socks first. Okay? And that's obviously, like, not going to happen every time, and that's normal. That's okay. But what happens when we fail? That's what's going to show the test of our relationships and where we're at with Jesus. What's going to happen when we fail at all of this? Let's look at verse 13 again. It says, bear with each other. And forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let me say it again. Bear with each other. Remember who Paul was writing to. He was writing to a diverse group of people. Okay? People from all over the place with all sorts of different backgrounds and views and opinions and beliefs about how the world works. Okay? And he says, bear with each other. Does anyone 
feel that this morning? Anybody had to bear with anybody? Anybody had to bear with somebody else's opinions? Anybody else had to bear with somebody else's uh, choices in life or somebody else's views in life? Okay. So I hope it's just not just me. Okay. <laughs> but the message paraphrases it with this. Listen, be even-tempered, content with second place. Gross. Like nobody wants to be second place. Nobody wants to be second place. That's not fun. It's not even like part of like our our national makeup. Everybody in America is out for number one, you know? That's okay. Okay, Vivi, it's fun sometimes. All right, okay, whatever. Um but it's not fun to be second place. Nobody would choose second place. If you can get that first place ribbon, that's what we're about, you know? That's what I'm about. Choosing second place is hard. It's not natural, okay? But Paul was preparing the church there for diversity. He was preparing them for conflict, to not always agree with everything. They wouldn't be united. He already knew they wouldn't be united under one idea of how the world works, or one political party, or one family structure, or even just one set of personal values. He knew that's not what they were going to unite under. He was preparing them to bear with each other and forgive each other so that they could unite under Christ. So let's talk about forgiveness. What does forgiveness look like? I know for me it can often look like a really great conversation with some vulnerability and some spoken forgiveness and, hey, we're good now, yeah, we're totally fine on the front end. But then on the back end, where nobody sees I've got a large filing cabinet filled with all of the grievances. (laughs) All of the hurts, all the ways you've done me wrong, they're in that filing cabinet. And I'm ready at any given time to pull those out and go, did you see this one? Do you remember this? Do you remember that? Okay. But is that true forgiveness? No, it's not forgiveness if if I say I forgive you and we have this great conversation and there's great vulnerability and then I pull it right back out whenever I feel the need to, to say, look, I'm right. I'm justified in the way I feel, okay? The text says to forgive as the Lord forgave you. Jesus set the example by dying for us when he was blameless. He did this so we can have relationship, but also so that we can see what the example of perfect love looks like. And that means throwing away those receipts of hurt and debt that keep piling up. That means throwing out the entire filing cabinet, lighting on fire if we have to, really burning that away so that we can love with abandon. It means sacrificing our relationships as we fight for our relationships. It means sacrificing as we fight for our relationships instead of for ourselves. So let's continue. Verse 14 continues. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Uh, I heard a definition of love one time that I love the most. And the definition that I heard was, Choosing the highest good for the other person. So let's unpack that really quick. It's choosing, not just wanting, the highest good, not second best or third or fourth, for the other person. 
And here's the, here's the kicker. That's we choose it even if they don't choose it for us. And I feel like that's the hardest part. <laughs> but that's love. Love is sacrifice. It's not this fluffy, fun, fun, fun thing that we all think of sometimes. It's hard work. It means second place. And sometimes it's a battle. And yet we get to choose to put on love and wash it over all of these other virtues every morning we, when we wake up. And then we get to continue to choose to put it on as we go through our day, as we meet with people, as we talk with our families, as we check in with our neighbors. So let's remember that we always have the choice. We have the power to go first. We get to choose what to clothe ourselves with, and in that, choose the highest good for everyone around us, for our spouse, for our family, for our neighbors, our friends, and our coworkers. And listen, this message is countercultural, okay? We all know that. Nobody wants to be second place. Nobody wants to go first in love. But that's what Christ did in giving up his life for ours. And if we're going to follow his example, we're going to have to choose that every day as well. So I'm just going to have you guys close your eyes and listen one more time as I read the verse and let it sink in. <clears throat> Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for your example, and that we can do this because we are your chosen people, and we are holy, and we are dearly loved. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we get to dress in the wardrobe that you picked out for us. Father, may we choose that over ourselves. Thank you, Lord, that we, got to get, that we get to get together this morning, that we get to fellowship, and that we get to eat. And Lord, I pray that you will bless uh, our time and our conversations for the rest of this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to leave you with this. If you'd like to stand, you can. We normally do that. Prayer of blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. All right. That's it. Let's eat, right? <laughs> <laughs>